the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Words they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. If you'd like to sponsor any or all of the Awaken Your Alpha podcasts, just get in touch. Uh, we are currently in over 70 countries and with over 10,000 downloads in 48 of the America states. And uh, UK is our biggest market so far, closely followed by United States and then Australia. So get in touch today, whether you've got a, a product, a book, a launch, or something that's going on, or you're just a big bad boy company who wants to have a regular spot, we can do you a great deal. So get in touch, get in, get in, get in touch, and get in contact with your inner alpha. Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, we have Greg Justice on the line today. And this one is going to be jam-packed, full of experience, knowledge, and golden nuggets of information for us. Greg is the founder of AYC, AYC Fitness. Did I get AYC that right? AYC Health and Fitness, correct. Okay, yep. And um, I've met Greg. Been lucky enough to meet Greg a few times just in passing at different um, industry events in the fitness industry over the years. And always seem to sit next to him. I don't know if it's uh, the naughty kids sit at the back or the front. I don't know. But we always seem to get close to each other and he's uh an author he's published uh i think from your cover photo i saw at least four sort of blimey the the signal's going up six i knew it's at least four um books relating to fitness and mindfulness and uh just all sorts so firstly greg are you ready to awaken your alpha i am ready it is awakened and ready to go Brilliant. And we, we caught him an hour earlier than we'd worked out. So it's, it's just gone six o'clock in the morning over there. And it's uh, about 1230 over here in the UK. So um, it's a good start to the day for both of us. Um, Greg, would you like to add anything to your bio? Did I miss anything of note? I know I got the book count wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, this is our uh, anniversary month. We're actually celebrating our 28th anniversary in business with AYC. So it's been a good month. Well, um, and I know, Greg, you're, you're sort of, I know of you, whether this is accurate or not, I know you were sort of big into the corporate fitness world as well. And I know you had yes. a book a book linked to that. Um, what do you get up to on a daily basis at the moment? What, what was the question again? What do you, what's, what's like an average day for you or is, does an average day not exist for you? <laughs> well, no, no. An average day for me always, I, I, I'm an early, early riser. I usually get up at three or four every morning. And that's kind of my own time where I can, I can just have my own mindful state of being mm -hmm. and uh, very much into that uh, time where I can just kind of awaken my <laughs> alpha uh, yes. without any disruptions or any distractions. And that's really the, you know, when I've got three kids and, and my wonderful wife and my business and, and distractions that go on throughout <laughs> the day. So I always like to start with some Greg time in the morning where I can just kind of be centered and be ready to take on the world every day. And that's why I start my days very early. Uh, I usually run a few appointments a day, you know, anywhere between three and five appointments from a personal training perspective. You yep. know, I still like to, to be in the trenches. That's important to me. I, I don't have to. I want to. Uh, now, I haven't taken a new client since 1994. But, uh, <laughs> That's exclusive. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the folks I work with, they average 24 years in uh, duration. And so, you know, I've been part of their life. They've been part of mine. They have nurtured my business, the growth of my business. And uh, I've been able to parlay or leverage those relationships into many of the corporate accounts that we have and uh, have been blessed over the last 28 years of owning my own business and over 30 years in the industry. Uh, I, I just can't imagine any other career, uh, and I, I'm, I'm just so blessed every day. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Is there a, a quote that you like to live your life by, or that's a quote that you really, really resonates with you? Well, there are many, but, but one, because I'm in a series of three books, a trilogy of books about the mind. Uh, in fact, we just finished, and it will be published in about four weeks, Mind Over Head Chatter, which is the psychology of athletic success. Um, and so the quote I've been really that has really resonated with me comes from Horace back in 50 BC. Where <laughs> said, rule your mind or it will rule you. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> That's a beauty. Nice. Okay. Um, what is your, your origins? Because where did you grow up? Where your gym is in that area? Or where do you come for? How did, how did you get into the business and your current life? Yeah, well, I am an Air Force brat, so I started my uh, existence in Nashville, Tennessee. I don't remember that. My first memory of life is in Okinawa, Japan. Whoa. <laughs> so we spent, uh, you know, about every three years, we ended up moving around. So from, and I graduated high school in Anchorage, Alaska. So I had been <laughs> all around the world. And uh, what's interesting, the reason I'm in Kansas City is because my first year in college, I met my then 16-year-old girlfriend, now my wife of 29 years. Well, um, congratulate. Big 3-0 big coming up. Blimey. Big 3-0, exactly. So we're, we're closing in on that and dating over 35 years. So, you know, it's, uh, that's how I ended up in Kansas City. It's funny what a beautiful young girl will do to settle a young man down. And so yep. that's how I ended yep. up where I am. Well, I'm going to end up in Northern Michigan in the next eight months. And that's for a woman as well. Same reason, exactly. <laughs> It's amazing the power of a beautiful young uh, <laughs> lady. So that that's the way the, the way life goes. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so that's a little bit about obviously when you're growing up. Sounds really interesting, varied. I'm sure you got plenty of stories around that. But how did you get into the fitness game? Did you get straight into it, or did you did did you just sort of fall into it, or was it always I'm going to go in this direction? Yeah. Well, in college, I changed my major about six times. Okay. And was actually in, in Kentucky working in coal mining technology. I was majoring in coal mining technology. I was working in the mines a hundred yards down and up to five miles back, uh, in the face of coal and in short coal too, between, you know, three and four feet high. So I ended up with my lunch pail on my back, my light on my head, bent <laughs> over, crawling from belt head to belt head, shuffling coal. And, uh, you know, I was making good money and uh, could have made a career financially out of that because it really is a, you know, there was a lot of money in coal. This was in the early 80s. Um, but I had absolutely no passion for what I did. Had a lot of money, but absolutely zero on the passion scale for what I was doing. And um, so I really came full circle for my very first major, which was health and physical education. And my junior year, I realized I can't do this coal mining yeah. for the rest of my life. I've got to go back to where my passion lies, which is, you know, sports, exercise, fitness. 
And uh, so that's what I did. I changed my major, completed my undergraduate in uh, health and physical education, uh, started my master's degree in, in the same field with an emphasis in exercise science and corporate wellness, and uh, uh, went all the way through one semester short of finishing my graduate work was when we decided to get married. <laughs> and so okay. I quit one semester short. <laughs> and then the best thing ever happened to me about two years later, I got fired from my job as a work as a manager of a, a workout facility. And I was devastated. I thought my world had ended. Yeah. But my wife, you know, being the blessing that she has been my entire career, said, don't worry about it. Go back now, finish your master's degree, come back and do what you've always wanted to do. And that starts your own business. And so... I, I called my graduate professor that I'd worked with previously, and he said, Greg, you're not going to believe this. Just yesterday, my graduate assistant took another position at the University of Kentucky. I've got a position available for you. Whoa, so in destiny. The 20, <laughs> yeah, in the span of 24 hours, uh, you know, I had been fired <laughs> from the job that I thought I loved. I had been accepted back for my graduate work, which paid for my housing and my tuition. Uh, and then the very next day, the gentleman that fired me actually called me back to offer my job back. And I said, whoa, <laughs> now what do I do? Too, you know? too slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just, it just kind of hit me, and I realized, no, there's no going back now. I've got to finish my degree. But I didn't want to burn any bridges. And so I said to him, Here, here's what I'll do. I've got to go back to Kentucky. I've got to finish my degree. It's, it, I've got one semester left, five months says, if you will allow me to start my own business, my personal training business in your facility, I will come back to work for you in five months. And this goes back, you know, to the early to mid 80s when personal training didn't exist as an industry. And so he thought about it for a second. He said, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. He said, I'll even be your first client. So Two days before this guy had fired me, <laughs> the next day I get a graduate assistantship. Two days later, he decides to become my first client and give me a job back at the facility that he That's, just fired me. That sounds perfect. It sounds like it just really, that was like the thing to give you a kick up the butt and really shook things up. And yeah, well, you know it, you just, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, and I, I have never looked back. I literally, you know, traveled 600 miles away, left my bride. We had just been married six months at the time. And uh, went 600 miles away to finish my degree, came back five months later, and I had about a $40 budget to start my business. I bought a new pair of tennis shoes, <laughs> and my wife's friend printed up a, a brochure for us, and I literally walked every street in this little community called Mission Hills, which is a suburb of, of Kansas City, and uh, went, I sold personal training door to door. And I'd probably get arrested if I tried that today. But uh, it was the only marketing budget I had, a new pair of tennis shoes and a brochure. And, you know, I, I just was blessed with the opportunity to get one good client. And then the next thing I knew, I had two and then four and then eight. And the next thing I knew, my books were closed. I was hiring trainers and have never looked back since. That is brilliant. Would you say, I mean, it's, it sounds like it from the outside. Would you say that? when you got fired and that little sort of that period of a couple of days, was that your awakening moment? Yeah. You know what? It was really as devastated as I was. I was a 25 year old young man at the time. And again, I thought I had the job, you know, the, the dream job, 
Um, but then the club, it was sold. That's the reason I was fired is the gentleman that bought the new, the club wanted to bring his own management team in. Yeah. So he didn't know me. I didn't know him. He just knew that he wanted to bring a whole new crew in. And yes, it awakened me beyond a belief because it also instilled in me the fact that I was never going to be reliant on somebody else in my job or my, you know, my future. Yep. And so, yeah, awakening is probably a, uh, <laughs> an understatement, but yes, it was certainly an awakening. Brilliant. What was one of the, um, one of your biggest mistakes or failures that you've had in this career or in your life? Well, I, again, you know, roll the clock back almost 30 years now and personal training as an industry did not exist. So I literally made every mistake that you could <laughs> make. I'm, I'm not sure I could list them one to 10 because there would be 400 of them. <laughs> Um, you know, the blessing that young trainers have these days is that all of the old guys in the industry have screwed up so many times, <laughs> have documented it of what not to do, uh, you know, that, that they, can, they can shorten that learning curve. So I, I'm not sure I could name just one. I've made okay. every mistake you could make. There's, are you sure there's not like one real stinger, one, one shocker that really well, sticks out? <laughs> okay, probably the biggest mistake that I made early on was as my business expanded and I started doing other uh, parts of my business, and one of the biggest one was corporate wellness, um, I didn't expose those other areas of my business to my existing clients which was a huge mistake because mm -hmm. those, are the, those are the people that you can grow your business with when you have other services or products, right? Yeah. And, and I was just so focused, you know, with, with blinders on like a horse running a race that I didn't think about the periphery. And so all I was looking at was the next appointment, the next dollar, the next, the next, the next, without using the leverage of my own clientele. And finally, one of my clients who knew my other uh, offerings came to me and she said, you know, you've got to start telling so-and-so about this thing that you're doing. And that was another awakening in my own business is, oh, yes, parlay or leverage your existing clients with all of these other wonderful services that I offer, like the corporate wellness. Yep. And the next thing I knew, <laughs> one of my clients came to me and said, after I'd given him a couple articles, he was the CEO of a, a, one of the largest international uh, pasta corporations in the world. And um, I had given him some of my um, uh, articles about corporate wellness. And he came back to me in a couple of days and said, Greg, he said, I read your articles. He said, I knew you were good at the physical stuff, but I had no idea you were smart too. <laughs> that was another awakening is like share with those that can help your business grow, that you can leverage those relationships and offer those other services. And let me tell you, you know, once I started doing that and, and leveraging the um, relationships, my business just absolutely blew up. I definitely, I think that's a common almost not really well, kind of mistake that people make when they're working so hard in their, in their business, they just yeah. head down, like you say, and it's harder to see this sort of the bigger picture. And exactly. it, it takes, it needs someone from the outside to just look in and say, why, why are you doing this? And you're like, Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, was there ever a moment in your career where you thought you really brought your A game? Like it either went really well or um, you felt like you, delivered or produced performed maybe even better than what you thought you was capable of at the time really sort of special yeah. moment and probably it came to me during my final uh 
semester of graduate work, you know, after I had been fired, um, I had that five months of studies. That's when I laid out my five-year business plan. Okay. And so I put goals and numbers to each of those five years quarterly. I mean, I had a very detailed business plan. Uh, and again, this goes back to the, the early to mid 1980s. Um, and when I started the business, I was again, so laser focused on making it happen that I set that business plan away. And, and really, to be honest with you, kind of forgot about it. But then about 10 years into the business, I was cleaning out my office and came across this business plan and was fascinated by it as I went down the list and pulled out my actual numbers and, and kind of mirrored them from the, my goals or my, my business plan to the actuals. Because I planted that seed in my mind and put it on paper, I actually hit or exceeded every one of those goals in that business plan. And, and it blew me away because, again, I had kind of forgotten about it until, you know, for 10 years. Yeah. And as I looked back, I thought, man, you know, putting that on paper and holding myself accountable to it, even if it was subconscious, it makes you drive and it pushes you and pushes you and kind of awakens that alpha and makes you propel yourself even further. So I think that that was really a defining moment for me when I saw the power of the positive mindset, putting it on paper and then holding yourself accountable to doing it. Brilliant. Um, this is our Yoda question. So amongst all this, I know like getting fired, I don't think we can call him a Yoda, but was there ever anyone along the way who really helped awaken your alpha? Yeah, um, many people, many people, including several of my clients who have, have been mentors to me, who have been, you know, true. <laughs> got to get that off, don't you? <laughs> Sorry, I know. I'm just trying out the new head. It's, it's actually, the sun's out here. It's quite warm. And it's wearing earmuffs. So, it's wetting in the ears. <laughs> big ears. They need, to, they need to breathe like an elephant. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, um, no, kind of rolling back. I, the, uh, probably my first mentor in the industry was a gentleman named Tim Schleby. And uh, it was actually his facility um, that I worked at, that I was managing, that I was fired. Um, but but he, he really instilled in me, you know, the, the hard work mantra and learning metabolic training even way back. Uh, he, he used to work with a lot of um, Olympic skiers and things. And so it kind of got my feet wet in the industry. And I have always appreciated his input. Now, from a business side of it, I've worked with some of the top CEOs in the United States and perhaps even internationally. And, you know, with those kind of mentors, it's hard to go wrong because again, like I said, I've made every mistake I could make, but along the way they have guided me and kind of protected me in a lot of ways and helped my growth along the way. And again, the list is so long of, of clients that I would have to thank. Um, one off the top of my head, her name is Jean Olufsen. Okay. And uh, uh, she has been a blessing. She has been uh, the wife of a CEO who actually is one of our best corporate contracts. And uh, we've worked with their companies uh, all over the country. And uh, she would be one of my clients who would be at the top of that list. Brilliant. I mean, just talking about sort of people who have helped you out and helped awaken you. Um, one of the things I remember when I first met you, I knew, I don't know if it was you either saying very positive things about, Brian Grasso, Dax Moy, and I know Brian Grasso had written the foreword in your book. And the first time I looked at your book when you were sitting right next to me and kindly handed me a copy was at that stage, I'd literally, that week I'd been talking to Brian Grasso about, he, I'd, I'd emailed him a copy of my book that I've written that still no one's really seen. 
and um, to get, see if, see what he thought and see if he'd do the uh, the foreword in my book as well. And the fact you've done that and it's just I was like, this guy's got to be all right. <laughs> There's some similarities here. And in our own industry, I, I would say, uh, again, Dax Moy, who wrote the foreword to Treadside Manor. Uh, again, Brian Grasso, uh, both of those guys are friends of mine that I consider uh, very uh, helpful in, in the understanding of the business and just kind of taking it to an intellectual. You know, these two guys are, are highly intellectual. Yeah. And uh, you can have some. Good <laughs> I like to hang around with guys like that because they make, even though I may not be the smartest guy in the world, they make me feel like I am. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you can have some good talks guys. around the campfire with them. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would have to throw uh, Pat Rigsby into that group. He was uh, a mentor early on um, as I started to really grow my corporate business uh, with some products and stuff. So yeah, guys like that, that you know, special friends. And again, there are so many that, that I, I was resistant. You know, I hated yeah. to even like open the can of words. because so many people have, have been uh, a blessing in that regard. Okay. Well, we're going to mix out now. This is the yin yang round. Right. I'm just going to hit you with a load of <laughs> fits off 50, 50 quick fire questions. Just go All with right. your gut. Right. Don't, don't, uh, don't overthink it because there is not a lot of sense to this, but we will, we'll find something out from you. We'll see. All right. <laughs> okay. San Francisco or New York? New York. Paris or London? London. Kenya or uh, South Africa? South Africa. Okay. Water ski or snow ski? Oh man, snow ski. I love them both though. Yeah. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Yeah. Hot tub or sauna? Sauna. Dive in or cannonball bomb? Dive in. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, dog or cat? Dog. Yeah. Boston Terriers. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond or Jason Bourne? James Bond. I think I'm going to stop asking that one. James, uh, Jason Bourne is not getting any, any votes on that one. I, I don't I even know who that is. Uh, he's, uh, so it was it James Bourne. Uh, Jason Bourne is out of the Bourne Ultimate. It's more of a, it's like an American James Bond. Oh, oh the Bourne Identity. Yeah, the Bourne Identity, yeah. I got you. Okay, yeah. Still, still James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay. Um, your best friend would describe you as? Persistent. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. If I was ever to visit your hometown, and I know you traveled around a lot, so we're going to say where your gym is. If I was ever to visit Kansas, it's Kansas, yeah? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. If I was ever to visit Kansas, I should Bar eat barbecue. Barbecue. You gotta. Barbecue. You, you gotta have barbecue in Kansas oh, City. I love food. I love barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, it would be oatmeal. I don't know why, <laughs> but I have it every day of my life. <laughs> there you go. You'll be fueled up. You'll be. You'll be going when the rest of us have got tired. Okay. Brilliant. Um, what is one of your favorite movies of all time? Rocky. Ah. Easy for me. You know, I was a 16-year-old kid when that came out, and it just resonated with me. I mean, I did the stupid, you know, pop raw eggs in the cup just like Rocky did and drank <laughs> it. As, as, you know, as, I was a, a wrestler, and uh, so I just kind of translated the boxing part that he did into my wrestling and did oh, all the stupid. Brilliant. Well, I don't know if you've, <laughs> if you've noticed the, uh, the Awaken Your Alpha logo, the old one arm up. Yeah, yeah. A little bit rockyish. Absolutely, bit... absolutely. Doesn't get better than that. That's not an accident. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Um, 
We're now to the alpha round. So this is where you're going to share with us all your alpha tools and resources and start off with recommending to us. We've, I mean, I'm going to recommend all your books. So that okay. gives you a clean slate. So could you recommend um, maybe one, two at the maximum books that you think would be really useful to our listeners? Yeah, um, one that really, for whatever reason, resonated with me um, was by Chet Holmes, and it's called The Ultimate Sales Machine. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one, but it really, uh, it, it was really powerful to me because um, I, I'm not a salesman by nature, even though I think our personality kind of sells without us even realizing it. So it, it kind of awakened my alpha in regards to sales and uh, allowed me to not feel guilty about selling. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm a personal trainer. I'm not a salesman. Yeah. Really, you know, our product and, and our personalities, our tread side manner, if you will, is what sells our product. And so it awakened me to that and didn't make me feel guilty about selling, so to speak, you know? Brilliant. Good recommendation. Have you got a particularly high tech resource that you use regularly and a real basic low tech resource that helps you? <laughs> yeah, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this, but um, I actually, the low, on the low-tech end, I actually invented the very first, uh, with a, with a um, computer programmer, um, office administration program for personal trainers. This is back in like 1987, 8. That is cool. And actually <laughs> sold it all around the world, but then realized I couldn't support it, so we had to take it off the market. <laughs> I still use it today. Oh now, my goodness. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an MS-DOS based program. That's how old it is. You may not even know what MS-DOS is. I, rec it, I recognize the DOS. In, in day, it was high tech. So um, I'm embarrassed to say I still use that. But on the high tech end, um, and I don't even know how to turn it on, but on that Mac you see in the background, yeah. there, my office manager uh, runs the Infusionsoft oh, yeah. software which just blows me away the yeah, it's a different level it is, how advanced it is and what a beast it is well, yeah i I've, don't understand I've, it but I've, i was going to say one of our other sort of guests recommended that and again i think it has been known to be known as confusion soft so you're lucky you got your office manager because yeah but I, think, I honestly wouldn't know where to begin but i think it's, it's complicated in the fact that it's it can do so much yes, it's just yes. so powerful so you've yeah you gotta gotta understand that brilliant what is one of your personal daily alpha habits that you think is really essential to, to keeping you on the path and making you who you are? Well, in this third book that I just have written two chapters on, it's, the, it's called Mind Over Matter, M-A-D-D-E-R. Okay. It's the psychology of attitude. Okay. Attitude. And I have done this for years. Chapter one is called Bedwas, B-E-D-W-A-S. Now, no one knows what that stands for, but it stands for begin every day with a smile. Oh, yes. Before I get out of bed every morning, if my alarm clock wakes me up, which it rarely does, I usually yeah, wake up before my alarm yeah, clock. Alarm clock, yeah. I have kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I consciously, before I get, a bed, get out of bed, I put a smile on my face. And it sets the tone for the day. There are actual physiological changes in your body when you smile. And so I've done it for years. 
And I'm just now, you know, in chapter one of this book, sharing it with the world uh, about that daily habit. And I think, you know, honestly, the power of a smile and a positive attitude will take you further than <laughs> almost any self-help book that you, you know, something so yep. simple. Completely agree. Like something like that instantly, it, like you say, sets the tone where you just get it back instantly. First person you're likely to see is someone probably quite important. If you're yep. smiling, unless they're really in a bad mood, you're likely to squeeze a little smile out of them. And then it's, you, like you say, you're off and running for the day. Yeah. It's, contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. So that, that would be the one, the, you know, alpha advice I would give right there is take control of your day. Yeah. Take control of your day and begin it with a smile. Yeah, lead it, definitely. Okay, well, we're here to the final wake-up question. So if you were to wake up tomorrow with a smile, mm -hmm. you still knew everything we've just talked about, but you have no AYC fitness, mm -hmm. you have nothing apart from your very close friends and family, and you're starting at square one, clean slate, so you may not even want to go into fitness. You may not want to. It's completely up to you. What would you do in that first day, that first week, and why? Well, I would start the day with a smile, just like I have over the course of many, many years. I would hit the ground running, and I would do exactly what I have done. Although, if I knew today what I knew then, I would do it without that learning curve being yep. so high. Um, but again, I can't imagine any other business that I would want to be in, so I would be in the same business. I would choose to do it virtually identically to how I did it myself because of that driving that hard work and that persistence. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know I would know that it would eventually pay off and that uh, there is no bad day. <laughs> you know, there is no What's bad that, day. Would you, would you go out there and hit the pavement then with your flyer? Or? I absolutely would. I'm not above that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I absolutely would. What is the one question you wished I'd asked you or you think I should have and I, uh, I missed a trick there or have I covered it okay? Yeah, you know, the only thing that could have been better is if you would have asked me to hold up each of my books in front of you. That, this is a podcast. Obviously, I've done that. I'll try and cut that. Can I see the, vid the, book, uh, the books, books even? I will. I've got your Facebook cover photo. It's got all four neatly lined out. Those four on there, yeah. When yeah. you say this, I'm going to cut that photo in. Don't you worry. <laughs> Good stuff. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Who do you think or who do you, would you recommend that I interview next or soon and there is no limit on this? Whether I get them, can get them or not is another question, but who do you recommend I should yeah. interview? Yeah, you know who I, I really like a lot is Curtis Mock. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I love him. him. Yeah, he yeah. would be. Yeah. Actually, you just reminded me. He's, he, I asked him to be on this before it launched, like one right. of the first people. He completely agreed. And then he's, he's gone to ground because he's a busy guy. But I think we've both forgotten about it. So I will chase him again. But no, he's, he's got some good MacGyver tips. And exactly. He, you know, and, and, and if, if nothing tips. else, that'd be good. But I, I will tell you one benefit of interviewing Curtis. He's actually responsible. And, and maybe, you know, it's another alpha moment for empowering me. Um, were you at Sam Bakhtiar's um, summit? And I don't remember what year it was, 2009, 10, I 11. Went, I, I, I went to the, that's where I was sitting next to you was at one of Sam B's events. I think okay, it yeah, I can't remember. was, was it the one where Curtis spoke about how to self-publish? Yes. I, okay. think, um, I know you, I think you had just self-published. No, it must've been the second one. Cause you, yeah, I think you had just okay. self-published. Well, I already done it. Well, yeah, it was I think, yeah. So it's probably the second one. Yeah. Okay, then it was a year or two before where Curtis spoke, and of course he did his MacGyver tips, but he also <laughs> did a little segment on how easy it is to self-publish. And I had done two books previously with publishers and co-authors, 
but he showed the path of how to do that. And once he did that, I literally went home and within three months, my first book, you know, self-published book was out there. And now number five is coming in uh, about five weeks. And then in October, number six there, and then the two other ones. So I will have eight by the end of the year. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, link to your books as well. What's the best way people can get hold of you if they want to find out more? Uh, gregjustice.com or aycfit.com and they can get a direct pipeline right to me. Perfect. Well, as, as painless and quick as that was because it was just good fun, that is, uh, we're done. Oh, I got one last question because sure. someone mentioned this as a question I should have asked and I quite like this one. What do you fear the most? I fear failure. Okay. And, and that fear drives me never to fail. <laughs> i shouldn't say never to fail but no, yeah. never to be defeated uh, yeah that's the important thing yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah it's how you take it brilliant greg well thanks i hope we've started your day okay with a smile awesome. and um awesome. if you ever need anything any four words in your on your books in the maybe book number 12 or 13 you got it. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to help you out in any way i can and if there's any way i can return the favor just uh, don't be a stranger and the same goes in return. My pleasure, Adam. It's good to talk to you. Brilliant. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. If you'd like to sponsor any or all of the Awaken Your Alpha podcasts, just get in touch by any of the means possible. Uh, we are currently in over 70 countries and with over 10,000 downloads in 48 of the American states. And uh, UK is our biggest market so far, closely followed by... United States and then Australia. So get in touch today, whether you've got a, a product, a book, a launch, or something that's going on, or you're just a big bad boy company who wants to have a regular spot, we can do you a great deal. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.